and we'll dance in your presence till you come again let's all declare and we'll sing hallelujah until you come again oh we'll dance in your presence Welcome to the Temple Time Radio Broadcast. It's Brother Burroughs here with you this morning. And I'd just like to say thank you to everyone who tunes in week after week 
right here to the Temple Time radio broadcast and gives us the opportunity to be a blessing in your lives. We truly appreciate you. Thank you so much. Today on the broadcast, I've been given the opportunity to share a few words that I feel God has placed on my heart for you. And I'll be speaking on the topic, God's plans are not optional. But before we hear the message for the day, I'd just like to encourage you to make God the centralized focus of your life. If you have a tendency to neglect your relationship with God, I'd like to encourage you to pursue that relationship because it's out of that relationship where we have the power to live this Christian life effectively and accomplish the plans and the purposes that God has for us. Enjoy the upcoming musical selection after which we'll go straight to the word of God for the day. Oh, 
Good morning, Brother Burroughs here, and I'm so happy to have another opportunity to be here on the radio broadcast and share the Word of God with you this morning. I'd like to start by asking, how many times in your life have you had someone tell you that you should keep your options open or that you shouldn't put all your eggs in one basket? These phrases are often used in many areas of life, especially when there's a big decision to make. When we apply for college, we make sure that our transcript gets transferred to as many colleges as possible. In our careers, people say put your resumes out to as many companies as you can. And in our relationships, people say that you should date multiple people before you commit to anyone for marriage. The desire to explore our options is a prevailing thought in many people's minds. And sadly, this is the same mindset with which many people approach their spiritual life. But God's plans are not optional, and this is what we will look at today. Today our verse will be Genesis chapter 24 verse 50, but we will begin reading in verse 34 to establish the context of my message today. I'll be reading from the NET Bible. It says, I am the servant of Abraham, he began. The Lord has richly blessed my master, and he has become very wealthy. The Lord has given him sheep and cattle, silver and gold, male and female servants, and camels and donkeys. My master's wife Sarah bore a son to him when she was old, and my master has given him everything he owns. My master made me swear an oath, he said, You must not acquire a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites, among whom I am living. But you must go to the family of my father and to my relatives to find a wife for my son. But I said to my master, What if the woman does not want to go with me? He answered, The Lord before whom I have walked will send his angel with you. He will make your journey a success, and you will find a wife for my son from among my relatives from my father's family. You will be free from your oath if you go to my relatives and they will not give her to you. Then you will be free from your oath. When I came to the spring today, I prayed, O Lord, God of my master Abraham, if you have decided to make my journey successful, may events unfold as follows. Here I am, standing by the spring. When the young woman goes out to draw water, I'll say, Give me a little water to drink from your drug. Then she will reply to me, Drink, and I'll draw water for your camels too. May that woman be the one whom the Lord has chosen for my master's son. Before I finished praying in my heart, along came Rebecca with her water jug on her shoulder. She went down to the spring and drew water. So I said to her, please give me a drink. She quickly lowered her jug from her shoulder and said, drink, and I'll give your camels water too. So I drank, and she also gave the camels water. Then I asked her, whose daughter are you? She replied, the daughter of Bethuel, the son of Nahor, whom Milcah bore to Nahor. I put the ring in her nose and the bracelets on her wrist. Then I bowed down and worshipped the Lord. I praised the Lord, the God of my master Abraham, who had led me on the right path to find the granddaughter of my master's brother for his son. Now, if you will show faithful love to my master, tell me. But if not, tell me as well, so that I may go on my way. 
Then Laban and Bethuel replied, This is the Lord's doing. Our wishes are of no concern. One more time. Then Laban and Bethel replied, This is the Lord's doing. Our wishes are of no concern. So here we have the story of how Isaac's wife, Rebekah, was chosen for him. Abraham wanted to make sure that his son Isaac would marry a woman that he would be pleased with. So Abraham sent his servant on a mission to find Isaac a wife back in his homeland. The servant wanted to make the right choice, so he asked God to give him a sign to identify whose Isaac's wife would be. And that's just what happened. Rebecca comes to the well and meets the set criteria, being that she gave him something to drink and watered all of the camels. So the servant is invited back to her father's house, where he outlines everything that transpired between himself, God, and Rebecca. He then asks Rebecca's father and brother a question, will you show Abraham love by accepting this request, yes or no? Their response was absolutely beautiful. With an attitude of total submission to what God had planned for Rebecca, they replied, This is the Lord's doing. Our wishes are of no concern. Our wishes are of no concern. And this is the question. Are we prepared to say the same thing as it relates to God's plan for our lives? You see, far too often we are caught up in our own feelings. We weigh God's plans for our lives against how we feel about them. When the honest truth is our feelings really don't matter. All that matters is our decision to obey or not obey. It doesn't matter if it's a big life-changing decision or merely a decision to be obedient to God's word. Our reality doesn't change. Do we obey God regardless of the situation? In this story, Rebecca had to leave immediately to return with Abraham's servant. And when her father asked if she could stay another week, the servant declined. So Bethuel, in being obedient to the request of God, would have his daughter uprooted from his daily life and sent away to a country she had never been to, to marry a man she had never met. But still, his response was, this is the Lord's doing. I could never imagine doing that to my daughter. But still, his response was, this is the Lord's doing. Our wishes are of no concern. A person who understands that obedience isn't optional is a person whose relationship with God is a priority. They understand and accept that God's plan for their life supersedes anything else that they have going on in their lives and therefore live completely surrendered to his will. They are the people that God can use as he sees fit. So ask yourself the question for me right now. Can God use you as he sees fit? In this very moment, if God was to impress upon you to do something, are you prepared to do it without a doubt that it's him leading and without fear of what people may think? When is the last time you felt quickened in your spirit to share the gospel with someone? When is the last time you were quickened by the Holy Spirit to be a blessing in someone's life? When was the last time being spirit-led that you held a brother or sister in the Lord accountable? Did you act or did you treat the leading and guiding of the Holy Spirit as optional because of feelings of fear and doubt? You know, I remember this story from my days in high school. 
I was in class one day after lunch and I was sitting down just listening to the teacher, me and my classmates, when all of a sudden we heard this very loud talking coming from outside. This talking was so loud that we had to get up and look out the window to see what was going on. The whole class setting was interrupted. And when we looked outside, we saw this young lady who was out there talking very loudly to herself, or at least that's how it seemed. You see, this girl that was outside talking very loudly to herself was the girl around school who was known to be the super Christian. She was always talking about God, how much she loved Jesus, and what God was doing in her life. But when we listened more closely, we realized that she wasn't talking to herself. Instead, she was prophesying over the school. She was declaring that people would come to know the Lord and whatever else the Lord had led her to say in that particular moment. Now, I'll never forget this situation because all I can remember is everybody laughing and joking at this young girl because of what she was doing, but they didn't understand. To them, it just looked like she was going crazy. But to her, she was following the plan of God for her life on that particular day in the schoolyard. She prophesied over that school. She declared that children would come to know Christ. And she didn't allow fear to rob her of what she felt the Holy Spirit was leading her to do in that moment. And that's the same thing for us. We cannot allow our feelings to get the best of us when we know God is leading us to do something. Like Bethuel and Laban, we have to say with absolute resolution that what we desire is of no importance when God's plans and purposes have been made clear. It says in Proverbs 19 verse 21, there are many plans in a person's mind, but it is the counsel of the Lord which will stand. What good are our plans when compared to what God has already set in motion? Isn't it a much better choice to follow his plans? What wisdom do we have? What knowledge can we obtain that could ever prove to be more beneficial than what God has planned for us? The plans of the Lord will stand and we have to believe that. Even when it doesn't look like situations are going as you expect, remain faithful and trust that God's plan is working together for your good. There is no other option for the Christian. Do you think when Rebecca went to the well that day to get water, she knew she would be the person to play a part in the fulfillment of the promise that God had made to Abraham to make his descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky? Absolutely not. Do you think that her father and brother expected her to come back from the well with more than water? Absolutely not. The one thing we do know is that when her father and brother recognized that God was at work in this situation, they got out of the way and submitted to the plan that God had for Rebecca. God's plans are not optional. You know, every Christmas, fathers everywhere dread the assembly line that starts after the kids' gifts are opened. For all the toys that require assembly, it's an opportunity for dads to show just how handy they are as they attempt to put the toys together with no regard for the manual included in the box. There's an uncontrollable, unreasonable confidence in our own ability to choose what's right that time and time again forces dads into a world of frustration as they make the 
wrong choice for which pieces of the toy go together. If we would just accept that the manual's directions are not optional, a two-hour process could be done in 30 minutes, and our kids could be enjoying their Christmas presents sooner rather than later. And trust me, I'm speaking from experience. I'm that guy. When Christmas rolls around, I'm not reading no manual to assemble those toys. I'm not looking at that. I'm trying to do that thing on myself. But the reality is, is that there is a manual. There is a plan to get that thing assembled and get that thing assembled in a reasonable time. So we can't think that the manual and the plan that has been set out by God is optional. Otherwise, we end up stagnant, circling in the same place we have always been, failing to accomplish what God has set before us. And there are two questions that I want to ask right now. The first is to my Christian brothers and sisters. What plans has God set before you that you still think are optional? And why haven't you submitted yourself to them? And the second is to the unbeliever. Why haven't you submitted yourself to the salvation plan that God has established for you? This plan isn't optional either, and it's the only way that God has created for you to enter into a personal relationship with Him. So you, at some point in your life, have to make the decision to choose God's plan of life rather than choosing God's punishment of death. Father God, thank you for your word. Thank you for the power it has to change our lives change our perspective, and make us look more like the image of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Keep us safe as we go throughout our week and bring us right back here next week Sunday to enjoy another Temple Time radio broadcast together. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. That's 322-8304. You can also email us at info at evangelistictemple.org or visit our website at www.evangelistictemple.org to learn more about us or watch the live streaming of our Sunday morning services. Join us next Sunday at the same time and may the richness of God's grace, His boundless love, and enduring mercy be with you now and always.